Welcome to another insightful episode of the Roots to Food podcast, where we explore the amazing growth of the fields of agriculture, entrepreneurship, and sustainable practices. I'm your host, Ovidu Bujoran, Technical Director for Partnerships and Investments with AV Ventures, the impact investing arm of ACDI Voca. ACDI Voca is a 60-year-old nonprofit US-based organization and the global leader in market systems development. In today's episode, we embark on a journey through the vast landscapes of the African continent, exploring the dynamic realm of agri-tech ventures and their transformative impact on communities. Our focus extends beyond borders as we discuss the potential and challenges of scaling up ventures, not only across Africa, but also reaching far beyond its borders. Join us as we engage with experts and pioneers who are at the forefront of revolutionizing agriculture through technology. Welcome, Ayo Harikawe is the co-founder and CTO of Thrive Agric, very dynamic and successful agribusiness in Africa. First of all, uh, Ari, I would like to ask you a number of questions related to the Thrive Agric journey and how it has impacted the smallholder farmers in Africa. In particular, in your journey, Thrive Agric has partnered with various organizations to unlock significant financing for farmers. Can you please elaborate on some of the key partnerships and the outcomes your company achieved in the process? Absolutely. I mean, like the core bit for us is ensuring that we can unlock innovative finance for smallholder farmers. And today, that's a significant challenge across the continent because there is not enough data with which anyone can provide that credit. So mm-hmm. essentially, aggregate the data together. I just captured things on the farmers, KYC, details on the farmer's land, just details on like the standing in the community also, to then enable financial institutions to lend to them. So today we've partnered with licensed standing work locally in Nigeria, Central Bank of Nigeria, I partnered with uh, some DFIs like Wati, Mexico, AFA, and just like all the different organizations locally internationally, and now our neighbor are able to like then distribute an online credit back to the farmers. We've so far given over $100 million in loans to farmers through that. Wonderful, uh, wonderful to hear. I think it would be also be helpful to get a very brief uh, introduction on uh, Thrive Greek and uh, a little bit of mm-hmm. about the company. How did you start it and where you are now in terms of the scalability of the of the ventures? And I know you you grew significantly over the last few years. Uh, if you could share with our listeners a little bit more about your journey in scaling up your ventures. Absolutely. We started in 2017. And then it was my co-founder and I just tried to figure out initially how to connect farmers to markets. We, we had met this organization um, that was run by a, a father of a friend of ours and they needed to buy soy events. And so we started out with Owood, help them connect, it should connect them to small other farmers who have soy events. I think the data is somewhere around 40% of um, farmers' harvest will, will perish essentially if like there's no post-harvest activities and that market linkage. Um, suppose we saw it as a win-win scenario and um, just make that connection. 
And from there, essentially, just learns about the challenges of smallholder farmers. Um, so today, Thrive focuses across three key things. One is providing farmers with financing, of course, by leveraging the data we gather through our tech. Secondly, using that same data to provide the farmers advice, just to ensure that they are planting right, growing things right way, and like very modern practices. And thirdly, we have the farmers sell, essentially helping them sell to local and global markets. Um, so that's at core two of what the three things tribe has done, and that's evolved over the years to then I focus on these three things in addition to a few other things. And today, I'm just going from 12 hours to about over 200 people who are full-time working on the team, and are now over 2,000 field officers who are working alongside alongside the team to be able to deploy our technology to farmers, connect them with financing, the advice to market. We are operational in Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, across the study markets, working with over 700,000 farmers, and we have over 400 warehouses just across our regions of operation. And the goal for us is still really that being able to look at the smallholder farmer and say what are the what are our core challenges, how can we solve it, and then how can we eventually like grow our productivity with getting them grows our income. And that's something like we're super passionate about. The goal is to see ourselves get from the number where you add today to um ten million farmers in the mid term and then just see where, where we'll go from there. Wonderful. And congratulations on your uh, journey to date and your impressive growth. I would like to move now to a different set of questions. Your company, Thriva Greek, relies heavily on uh, technological advancements. Quick question would be, how can entrepreneurs navigate the challenges of technology adoption, ensuring that their solutions are both accessible and relevant to the diverse agricultural landscape? Uh, landscapes and practices that are found across the different African countries, especially since the adoption of technology in agriculture varies very widely across those specific regions. Yeah. Well, technology adoption in agriculture is like definitely like very low today. And it's just like around many factors, right? So um, for one, like farmers are mostly in rural areas where um, there is not enough Data connectivity, there is not enough smartphone penetration. So by default, it's just like difficult to deploy technology in, the, in, in those places. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like our approach has always been to look at it from what are the exact things farmers are, what are the needs that organizations playing the art space they are, and then how can we build specific for those, for those, around those needs, right? We started up by, for one, ensuring our apps work fully offline. I mean, I think that's something that is really, really important. Like, how do you ensure, like, with the least connectivity, like, people can still access, right? And so that's super important. And so, in our case, works offline, things in the area of mid connectivity. There are cases in other African markets where that's better off, but then you still notice that the connectivity isn't great. So, how can it work on, like, very low connection? Really important to think about. And there's also, like, just thinking around, like, the literacy level of the people you're engaging, right? So, one is literacy, one is even like understanding of English. Um, so how can you localize the English? How can you localize the content? How can you localize the delivery method? To ensure that people can engage and understand what you're trying to do. But I think even also thought is how is that, how is that technology distributed itself, right? In communities mm-hmm. like where we work in, it's a very trust-based community. So it's a thing of, 
people are working because they're sisters or they're cousins or like they're working through like rural leaders. So how can you make those rural leaders, those young people in communities, how can you make them champions of your products in such a way that they are able to sell and help distribute your products? So I feel like, yeah, just those are like key things to think about as you think about like technology distribution and technology innovation in those markets is how they be consumed and how would they be assessed, right? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, but I think, I mean, outside those things, I think, like, it's also, like, the opportunity is massive, right? Because, yes, we're at the place where there is not enough technical advancements, but in a sense, it also gives us an advantage because we can now begin to think about, we can essentially skip multiple steps, right? So think about, like, how most of Africa skipped the landline and went straight to mobile. Um, you can live from, yes. Exactly, from that's the word, that's the word right there, right? So, I mean, we can take from the lens of India and, and talk about, like, how can we better manage water, right, as we think around irrigation. And just take learnings from everywhere in the world, so how can we take learnings from what's happening in other markets around, like, application of fertilizer and what that does to, like, um, the environment, and how can we apply better just as we enter into, like, this fertilizer phase, right? And just, like, yes. let's just take all the knowledge and begin to say, how do we leapfrog those challenges that we've seen happen in better developed markets and then now innovate at scale? So, yeah, that, those are some of the things to think about. Thank you so much. Uh, actually, the, the motto of our podcast is leapfrog your future. And uh, the example